Welcome to The Adoption Door, a place of non-judgment where you can share and listen to stories about people's experiences with adoption. I'm your host, Andres, and if you'd like to share your story, just drop me an email at theadoptiondoor at gmail.com. You can either write it and I'll read it on the podcast, or you can record it yourself. Either way is fine, and we welcome all stories. And now let's get into this episode. This story comes from Joe, and he decided to record it himself. Hi, my name is Joe Edmondson. I'm 47 years old. I was adopted at the age of 10 months back in 1975. Um, I'm a Native American, Hispanic. I was... Back then in in the 70s, it was a big thing for people to want to adopt Native American children. And I was one of the ones who got adopted to some white people. And it was pretty, pretty hectic, I guess, to say the least, growing up. Um, the people who did adopt me, they were, they were racist. They had very, very high opinions, very bad high opinions of different races. Um, so I grew up hearing every derogatory remark there is that could be thought of for all the different races. And you know, that, that bugged me. I mean, I knew throughout my whole life growing up that I was adopted, that I was Native American and Mexican. And... They tried, they very, they tried to take both my heritages away from me. Didn't want me trying to grow my hair out because I'm Native American or if I went home speaking Spanish, I got beat. Um, yeah, it was... It was some rough times. I mean, there was a time when I was six or seven years old that I didn't want a tuna fish sandwich for lunch, so I got sent to my room crying, and then she came in and proceeded to beat me some more and slam my head into some bunk beds. Still to this day, I've got my... Got a nice scar on my forehead. But you know, it's... There are scary times. You know, you will will face them. And, you know, just know that... You know, and I don't want to sound like I'm comparing traumas... Because I know, I know trauma is, is severe to the person who's going through it. But you know, you're not alone in the trauma that you are going through. There are people out there going through the same thing you are. And probably scared. But you know, it's... You can't let that fear keep you from reaching out to people 
You know, if, if you're going through some issues, I mean, even if it's, you know, not an authority figure, even if it's, you know, somebody who you trust that, that you feel that you can open up to and, you know, just let things out, just to voice what's going on inside your head and your heart. You know, I, I never did that. I never was the reach out type. I kept everything bottled up inside me and dealt with it as it, as I deemed necessary. And well, that led to many years, many, many years of, addiction but I'm 47 now and getting ready to celebrate five years clean and just so happy where my life is now I've I've been able to let go of some of the trauma I guess the the forgive but don't forget um but I haven't talked to the people who adopted me for over 20 years now. And it's, it's way better that way. But, you know, I, I really encourage you, you know, if you're going through trauma, drama, uncomfortableness, don't hesitate to reach out to somebody. I mean, even just just to talk, because holding on to that trauma, it's not going to be good for your mental, your heart. So yeah, and you know, I just encourage anybody. You know, listening, you know, if you're not, if you're not going through the trauma and the drama that, you know, some of these kids are, I would encourage you to reach out, you know, put yourself out there, be a, be a mentor to them because it, it be a positive influence for them because I know in the long run, not having a positive influence in your life, that's that can lead to bad choices and it can really it can destroy your future. So yeah, I just I just encourage everyone through adoption to to stay strong. You know, not, not every situation is like mine. There's, there's positive people out there for, you know, looking for children that can't have children. You know, so don't, don't take my story as the way it is. I'm just sharing my experience through what happened for anybody out there who is going through it too. You're not alone out there. Well, 
I'm kind of new at this, and I guess I'm going to cut it off here. Um, I thank you for for taking the time and listening to what I had to say. And I'm not sure if there's a way that anybody could reach out to me. I'll have to talk to the people who do this and see if I can leave my name and number or email. Because I'm always, I'm always willing to try and help, even just to listen. Just have a listening ear, non-judgmental listening ear. Um, well, like I said, I appreciate you guys listening, taking your taking time out of your day to listen to what I had to say, and I truly hope that this helps somebody out there. And please don't ever be afraid to reach out for help. It's not it's not a sign of weakness. You only strengthen yourself doing that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your story, Joe. I'm really sorry to hear your adoptive parents treated you so terribly. No child should have to go through that. That was difficult to hear, but it brings up a very important point. And that is if you're going to adopt, you should do it for the right reasons. When people adopt a child, they want a child to raise, teach, guide, and hopefully love. But some people lose sight of that. You should do it with the approach that 95% of your reasoning to adopt is because you want to give a child love, and 5% should be because you want the title of parent, which I understand is a strong driving force. After all, most, not all, of us want to have a legacy that we leave behind. We want a small piece of us to remain in the world after we're gone. Now, there are a myriad of reasons why people don't have their own biological children. For some, it's health issues, and adoption is the only way to have a child. Then again, some people have biological children, but want to adopt as well, and that's great. But as I've said, as long as it's for the right reasons, being a parent is an awesome responsibility. It's not a, well, we or I, for some, will try it. It's more of a, we're giving it everything we've got. And I'll admit that when it comes to parenting, I'm far from perfect. But my philosophy is this. The way I raise and treat my kids is going to partially be the way they raise my grandkids. Should they decide they have their own kids, of course. I guess it's like creating a cycle. Theoretically, good examples beget good behavior, and similarly, bad examples beget poor behavior. I mean, when you become a parent, no one hands you an owner's manual. Everything is done on the fly, and most of the time, you just hope for the best. I guess that's what I'm saying. You do your best and then hope for the best. You hope your child emulates your good characteristics and forgets your bad ones. At least that's the theory anyway. Okay, that's it for this episode, number three. I'd like to once again thank Joe for sending in his story. Hopefully you found it helpful. If you'd like to send in your own story, send it in to theadoptiondoor at gmail.com. And I just want to make a quick mention that my webpage is up and running. Just go to theadoptiondoor.net to find out more about this podcast. I've started a blog, and I'd like to get some books up there that I think may be helpful. If you know of any, please let me know. And that goes for websites as well. That's pretty much goes for anything that you think might be of some use to someone else out there. All right, once again, I'm your host, Andres. Thanks for listening, and I will catch you next time on The Adoption Door. Adoption Door.